0: This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day.
1: All right, welcome to this episode of Bucket Talk. We have Dominic Rosales goes by the Instagram handle Poor Pumper Society and he does everything sewage and septic. Welcome, Dominic.
0: What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Dude, this is
1: this is the shit I want to get into. I am so excited Literally, about right? this. One. <laughs> well, it's it's very um we've we've covered a lot of big trades over the over the the seasons that I've done this and it's really awesome to like get into the the shit but like get in get in deep right. on on some of the stuff that like i mean i got a septic system up here in maine and and it gets pumped we pump it yearly because we we have uh it for the barn so um mm. but you know i never i never stopped to ask hey how'd you get into it like what what do you do to start how much money do you make uh is it good do you enjoy doing it so that's why we have dominic here today dominic
0: thank you for joining us uh thanks for having me jeremy and Yeah, so it's kind of a funny story. So my dad, he worked at Kohler since I was born. So they had me um, right when my dad was 18. So pretty much got the call that I was about to be born. So he's like, oh, shit, I got to make money for my kid, right? So he gets hired on at Kohler. And at the time, that's like a really good paying job, get benefits. So he had been working there ever since I was born. And he finally got a bigger break and went to a rock quarry where he became a foreman. And then after that, he was uh, on the side pumping out car wash pits. So for those of you that are unaware, every time you go wash your car and you see a pit in the middle of that car wash, that's where all the dirt and sediment gets washed into. Those have to be pumped out. I mean, they don't just disappear. So he would go in after work. So he'd work. His full shift, and then rent a trailer and go vacuum those out. And he did that for a long ass time, man. And eventually, he got to the point to where he started getting all these contracts and got his own truck and started moving towards septic. So the car wash pit was kind of his introduction into the septic industry.
1: That's uh, that's interesting because um, we we had a uh, safety clean come out. So what I would end up doing okay. was. Is- so in the shop, we'd have the trenches that were full of sludge and, and oil, right. you know, all the grease traps and stuff. Before, so you're not, you know, polluting groundwater with, you know, transmission fluid and everything. But we, right. Safety Clean wouldn't come out and do the trenches. What we'd end up doing is we'd go in there and scrape it all out, all the speedy dry, everything, and then put it in a 55-gallon drum, and then Safety Clean would come and suck it out. So, um, oh, okay I, I, I trust me, I've been in, in some nasty situations myself
0: but how did
1: you get involved with 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 what you do today
0: so my dad had got his first truck after he's running it for a while and business started picking up and at the time i was actually working in an office so i was sitting at a desk all day processing <laughs> medicare and retirement health insurance claims if you can believe that so i was doing that and he reached out to me he said you know i'm really starting to grow and I kind of need help, so if you ever get the itch, like, come help your old man, move on down, you got a job, so I did that, I put in my two weeks right when he told me that, actually, so I went from the office to uh, pumping literal shit, yeah. (laughs) So,
1: so what's cool about you though, is, is it's not only just pumping shit, but you have an intimate knowledge of different styles of septic systems and cesspits, and and what have you, versus just actually going in there and pumping it out. Like, I've seen some right. of your videos, and I didn't realize, like, I just thought it was a hole in the ground, like a chamber in the ground. Mm. Um, you know, the cover the cover that I always uncover is the wrong one for my own. <laughs> <So> oh, okay. <laughs> but then you got a leech field, obviously. Right. And then and then the basic knowledge for me is, is like, no feminine napkins, no, like, wipes, no nothing. Other than that, I know nothing about a septic system. So I mean, how'd you gain all that knowledge? I mean, you're, you're, you're behind the desk and all of a sudden you're like, boom, two weeks, I'm going to pack it up and I'm going to go, I'm going to go make a living doing this
0: trial and error. So, um, most of these people, I feel to get into the trade, as soon as they get into it, most of them are leaving a traditional job and starting their own business. So, I mean, it's, it's my dad's business. So of course I want to learn as much as I can and be informed on the topic I'm working on. So to be honest with you, when I left that job I had I didn't even know what Septic Tank was (laughs) to start off with. I mean, I had lived in the city my whole life. I mean it's a small town, but we were still on City Sewer. The people on the outskirts they're on Septic. So then I started getting into it and I was like, okay. First job I had to locate myself, kinda get a rhythm of that. And now after about five years of doing that, I kind of have a general idea of basic systems, but even now there's more and more technology coming out into the industry to pretty much the point where you have your own mini wastewater treatment plant at your house. Yeah. That's these aerobic systems with the spray units and the drip, drip units. It, it's really progressing quick.
1: That I mean, that's crazy. And, and uh, I mean, you never know what you're going to get. I mean, some of these old houses still have, like, wood um, – I'm sure most of them are gone now, but the wood, uh, septic systems, I know, I think mine is concrete. Um, concrete yep. but now they're, they're putting in these these big PVC units, just dropping it in. And I mean, there, there's a, there's a, there's a ton of technology out there and it's cool because there's a science behind it. Like people exactly. think that you just, you know, you poop and then it gets sucked out and some of it drains out into your yard and whatever. But like now, I, I mean, there's so many different bacterias and, and, uh, I mean, it's almost like, yeah, like you said, a mini ecosystem that that if you screw it up, um, you're going to be pumping more frequently. But if you if you uh, if you get it right and you take care of it, uh, it'll last you a long time. Is that correct?
0: Right. So a bunch of these kind of what you were talking about earlier, like the cesspits. So the cesspits, what they would do is they would dig a hole. Some of these uh, soils here in central Texas, it's rock. Yeah. So a lot of times they couldn't even dig. So they just blast with dynamite. So, they pop a hole open in the ground, and these cesspits, they just stack up concrete rings. So, these concrete rings, they didn't have a concrete bottom, so that waste is just soaking through the bottom of that. So, you gotta imagine a bunch of these houses around the country, they got wells, there's groundwater. Not necessarily the best thing you want going no. into your groundwater. So, now here in Texas, cesspits, they're outlawed. Um, the main thing with septic systems is you're trying to protect the groundwater and you're trying to protect all your natural water uh, resources. So these uh, aerobic systems are coming into play now where the the effluent or the sewage is being treated inside of the septic system. And then by the time it's sprayed out into your yard, I mean, you can't drink it, but it's treated enough to where it's not going to cause harm to anybody in the area.
1: Now, actually, when you say spray, you actually mean literally sprayed because now they Spraying, have- yep irrigation systems that are using that or is it is it like an early morning combination i i didn't understand that i didn't know if like the kids are running through the sprinkler and you're like what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know so like in my videos i always post like that <laughs> joke about the kids like playing in sprinklers you don't want to do that in texas i mean <laughs> it's not going to get them sick but it's not necessarily the best idea so these aerobic systems they do a really good job so what they introduce or in the name aerobic is they have a chamber in the system that is aerated, so it's pushing in air and creating this aerobic bacteria. So whenever people in the city flush a toilet, it runs through the sewer system and gets to a water treatment plant. Yeah. Now, in that water treatment plant, they, there's a long process where the solids are taken out, the liquid is treated, and then it's dropped back into a natural water source, which is usually a creek or a river. Yeah. And most people in the comments that I've been seeing, they're grossed out. They're like, what, why are they doing that? And I mean, water is a vital resource and you can't just instantly make more of it. So we're recycling it the best we can. And actually some of these water wastewater treatment plants, the water that comes out of there after it's treated is sometimes better than the river or the creek it's being emptied into.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it doesn't gross me out because I guess I have a little bit more of a of a of an intimate understanding of, of this stuff but i mean right. even down to like the gray water systems so uh when you look at when you look at like brushing your teeth right now they have mm-hmm. you brush your teeth or you wash your face and now they have sinks that could go into the tank of your toilet and now you could actually flush with that secondary that gray water right right um, and then after that then it becomes wastewater um i mean some can argue that brushing your teeth and stuff, saliva and what have you, could be considered wastewater, but, um, generally speaking, um, you know, just runoff or what have you is usually gray water, and -hmm. then you have your wastewater, which is, you know, shit, and whatever, um, yeah, yeah, exactly, Is is, I mean, we were on, we were on a ship, and that's what we did, is is we, we'd, uh, we'd pump sewage out, I mean, right out in the ocean, and, Mm -hmm. but we were miles out, and then the the uh the ecosystem would take care of those solids and you know it's not like everybody's out there swimming in a ocean full of poop um, right, <laughs> <you're> right. <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah um but yeah exactly it's 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 pretty cool but and the sprinkler the sprinkler thing kind of got me too i'm
0: like that's interesting
1: that's that's a new one for me
0: right and i mean here in texas when you have an aerobic system they have to be inspected so You've got these maintenance providers that are going around checking the solids level in these tanks because the fact that you're spraying potentially hazardous waste out into the ecosystem is something you do want to get inspected. I mean, I always get tons of comments saying like, oh, I thought you were all about freedom and this and that. I was like, yes, I get that. But at the same time, you don't want sludge and stuff being sprayed out, especially when you got neighbors and stuff like that. So, so,
1: so, so, uh, you know, and I don't want to blow up your spot, but what is your, what is your thought on that system? Do you think that, do you think that it's, it's really good and we should get behind it? Or is it something that you think, um, it could be flawed in the future that, that it could potentially cause problems if systems aren't operating properly, or are there enough safety features in place that, yeah, you're not going to go out to like wastewater just being sprayed on your yard. You know what I mean?
0: Right. So. When you get an aerobic system installed in your home, they do have a uh, junction box. So there are several alarms in place. So there's an alarm. If the aerator isn't functioning properly, that will sound. It's very annoying and loud. And then you've got yeah. a bright red light. So the aerator is the main part of the system that is going to treat the wastewater. That way when it's sprayed out, it doesn't smell and it doesn't have that harmful bacteria. Cool. And then the pump is the... Piece that actually sprays it out, so if the pump isn't working, that's going to sound the alarm as well. There's actually a high yeah. water alarm float in that uh, compartment of the tank. So if it if the water level ever gets above that, it's going to sound the alarm and tell you, like, hey, you need to call somebody, come check that. Cool. Um, course. Where, where it is flawed is that some people will just mute it and just carry on. <laughs> so, it's kind of like when you're driving a car and you've got all these Check oil, check engine oil, all yep. this and that. Just ignore it. Just a until, little
1: piece of electrical tape
0: right yep, over yep. It, you're good <laughs> to go. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. But then when you've got a whole lake of sewage in your yard, then it becomes an issue. So that, yeah. that's the biggest issue I've seen, is just people will put it off and put it off um, until it's a major issue. But I will say the pros of the aerobic system... Is the the main um, types of soil they're installed in is the soil that doesn't absorb the effluent the way it's supposed to? So um, I'm sure at your home you probably got good soil if you got like a traditional drain field. Yeah. Here in Central Texas, some of these soils it's mainly clay. You got yeah. a lot of rock.
1: Right. So if you're running a tradition,
0: trying to run a traditional drain field, that effluent that's coming out of the septic tank is not going to drain the way it should. Yeah. So yeah. then. What will happen is, since that water has nowhere to go from that leaching system, it's just going to fill up the tank and then back up in the home. So that's Mm -hmm. where these aerobic systems come into play. Since it can't leach through the soil through a conventional system, then you spray it out or you have a drip system. And those drip systems, they're mainly in play for homes that are kind of limited on space. So Mm -hmm. you've got these spray systems. So if you don't got a lot of room for that sprinkler to spray, Then you just do a drip system, so that's a subsurface application. So it goes through a; it's treated, then it goes through a pump, and it comes out of like these little irrigation tubes right below the soil. All right. So I
1: feel like this was more for my my mental knowledge. I feel like we went super in depth on on septic systems. So let's lighten it up a little bit. Okay. Um, So if anybody's watched your videos, uh, you pop the cover of a septic system, and it is just poop there. And you have, I mean, from where I'm from, it's, it's almost like an ice auger, but you yep. you got this poo macerator that you stick <laughs> yeah. in the hole and you whip up a poo smoothie. Uh, I mean, tell us a little bit about like the day to day, like how, how much do you, do you find in septic systems? How often should somebody pump? Um, just some basic high level stuff.
0: Right. So here in Texas, they recommend every three years you want to pump it out. Now, this is always a hot topic because you've got everybody telling you, well, I've lived in my house 20 years. I've lived here 15 years. I've never had it pumped out and I haven't had an issue. Well, the thing is, solids will build up in your tank and eventually make it out to your drain field. Now, if you have a conventional drain field, you want to keep that lasting as long as possible and the best way to do that is keeping the solids out of it and the best way to prevent that is pumping it now when these people wait that long to pump it out the solids are going to build up in the tank and get to the point to where it actually starts backing up in the home so most of these calls we get um i've got literal sewage backing up in my bathtub how fast can you get out here (laughs) so most of the time we already have a full schedule so we'll try and get in these emergency calls so yeah we show up to the house nine times out of ten they don't even know where it's at so then i gotta kind of do some exploratory digging and probing and then
1: i want to stop i want to stop you okay. there because that's actually so i was fortunate enough to have the plans for my house yep when i bought it so i kind of knew the general vicinity it was like oak tree like this was But for you, do you got to, like, crawl in the cellar and you're looking at, like, outlet pipes and you're like, it's got to be, you know, X distance from this house projected that way? Like, how do you're not out there in a shovel just, like, trying to poke around figuring out where this thing is.
0: No. So, luckily, here in Texas, uh, most of the tanks are pretty shallow. So, the deepest we've had to dig was maybe, like, three feet. Um, Usually, you can see a dead spot in the grass. That's where I usually check first. Um, They're supposed to have a sewer clean-out, so we'll go from the sewer clean-out. We do have locating equipment, so if worst comes to worst, I'll run that sewer camera and then locate where the inlet is on the septic tank. But if it's backing up, that becomes an issue because if I pop open that cap, sewage is going to come up. So we've kind of got a rhythm down where if we can't find the septic tank and it's backing up, I'll pop open that lid, pull vacuum, clear the line, and then run my sewer camera out, but I've gotten pretty good to where I can locate most of these septic tanks just with a, a soil probe.
1: Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. So, um, what's 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 the coolest thing that you found in a septic system that somebody shouldn't have flushed? I've seen the grate where you guys pump it out, and there's there's that uh, there's all sorts of like cars and toys and what have you. But you've had to find something freaking crazy
0: um so i found a dr pepper truck like a little model dr pepper truck and it was so big there's no way they could have flushed it down the toilet somebody had to pop the lid open to that septic tank and throw it in there uh but we were able to pull it out and we actually rinsed it off and gave it back to the customer they, they left it outside they didn't take it inside but there's a little dr pepper model truck and then Lightning McQueen, dude. I don't know if you see my videos of when I'm emptying the truck, but Lightning McQueen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's
1: that's what I was saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lightning McQueen is the most dropped toy down the toilet <laughs> I've found. That's crazy. That's great, but nothing
1: like nothing creepy, nothing like weird. Just, just straight um, normal kid stuff.
0: So you find, I mean, I hate to say it, but like you go into some of these. uh trailer parks where you don't know who who it's coming from you Needles. find pokey thingies yeah yeah you, you get the, you get those um rubber bands and i mean i don't i don't think there's a lot of diabetics in a trailer park uh you catch my drift <laughs> I,
1: I got you yeah I
0: got um, you. yeah stuff like that
1: um does that does that does that worry you or are you super protected and like it's not a it's not a big deal. You got it down to a science. You got a tool to, to take it out and a way to dispose of it properly. Or is it like, I mean, I would hate to like go in a hole blindly and then all of a sudden pull my hand out and I got right epidermic needles stab in my hand. And then you're like, fuck.
0: Right. Yeah. No, so this particular job where we saw like a bulk of the needle. So, of course, we pop open the lids. We're able to see kind of like a general idea of what's going on in the tank. But this one was so bad, uh, we just denied service. I mean... It was a rental property, so we we called the uh, property owner. We told them and sent them pictures, like, look, I mean, this is a a risk to us. We're not even sure if the disposal, the treatment plant we take this to will even accept this. Um, So I think that that tank actually had to be kind of like decommissioned because nobody would pump it out.
1: So how do you decommission a tank? Do you just kill it? and let it just sit there or
0: yeah so I mean, may, maybe maybe i'm asking a trade secret i shouldn't no 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 you're fine so like you have to talk to your disposal plant so yeah if if we're about to maybe pump something out that we're not sure of we'll call them first we're like hey we're pumping this out this is what's in it we're pretty sure this is what's in it like will you accept this and then if they say yes then we'll go ahead and pump it out and dispose of it but i'm not sure who took that over but i'm i'm pretty sure they had to like kind of jump through hoops to get rid of that and then put in a new system it was rough and i mean it sucks for the property owner but then again if you have so many properties you don't know what your tenants are dropping in wipes that's the biggest thing too that's been dropped in all right so flushable wipes are they flushable on septic
1: systems <laughs> okay. See see because I had this debate at my own barn. I have people that use my so I have a barn that um we have people in and out riding horses and what have you. Yeah. So it's not just my family, so I can't just instill like, hey, don't do this but we've had a debate within the barn. Flushable wipes are not flushable in the septic system. I don't wanna run the risk, but you're the expert.
0: Right. So Here's what I'm going to tell you. I've pumped out probably three or four septic tanks a day for the past five years. And I always ask the customer, like, what are you putting down the toilet? Like, because I'm generally curious. I'm like, I want to know what's causing it to get to this point. So I had, in particular, an aerobic septic system. I pumped it out. And then I got a call from the same customer a year later, and they're backing up. Mm -hmm. So I show up. And I'm talking to him, like, dude, I was just here. Like, this is a big system. Like, why am I here a year later? Like, how are y'all backing up? And yep. when I popped open the caps, it was so thick, you could probably stand on it. And then he he told me what he'd been using, flushable wipes. Him and his wife, they have been flushing them down. And I don't know if you've, uh went and checked the labels out on them lately, but if you look at the flushable wipes when you turn it over, they now have a label on there that says they're flushable under these conditions. Like the septic system is inspected and pumped out frequently, yada, yada, yada. But I feel like that was added recently because everybody's having these issues. Yeah. I mean, it's it sucks that it's so misleading to the point to where they're just, like, so comfortable throwing all these down the septic system, but you're going to ruin your septic system. Um. And then we come in and we tell them, it's like, look, you got all these wipes in the tank. And then they tell us like, uh, it's flushable. And then we tell them, well, we have to charge you this much more because we have to manually remove these instead of just pumping out a system for maintenance. Um, they're, they're hell on all these wastewater treatment plants. I don't know if you've seen that side of it, but they're, no. they're dealing with it as well. I mean, they clog up the sewer lines, they clog up the treatment plants it's a nightmare they they break these pumps and i mean so do,
1: so so don't they use macerators uh, before they get to the treatment plants to just like grind up all as much solids as they can
0: or right and not- e- and even those get clogged up with those wipes
1: <laughs>
0: no shit yeah
1: <laughs>
0: so for yeah. people
1: who are listening a macerator is just like a whole bunch of teeth that grinds yeah. up all these solids so it's like a muffin um,
0: monster i think that's one of the brands <laughs> that has these, uh, there's a specific brand called Muffin Monster, and yeah, that's what it is. It just yeah. grinds up everything as much as it can, but, So, yeah. before
1: it hits the pump, because these pumps are actually, even though, even though they're industrial and what have you, they're still, they're still subject to, um, punishment and, you know, a lot of these pumps can't take the, the sheer volume of solids coming through it, so the smaller the particles, the better off the pump will be.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I follow a couple of them on TikTok. It's it's really cool with social media how you can kind of see because I'm strictly with the septic pumping. So it's cool seeing like the other side where we dispose of it, and all these people are having to deal with this, all these flushable wipes. You don't you don't
1: you don't want you don't watch like pizza making videos or something. You just you just continue <laughs> you just continue the cycle.
0: <laughs> no, I do. You know, uh, of course, bar stool the one bite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dave porn is the pizza the reviews. Dave yeah, Portnoy. I watched those.
1: I was going to say, I was like, yeah, but you got to you gotta at least wash your hands before you do the one bite challenge, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. I got I got a little hand washing kit. I mean, <laughs> it, I don't know. It's just, I mean, when you work in this industry like this, I mean, everybody that I've talked to or everybody I've seen, it's like we're so desensitized to it. And I feel like we're actually kind of immune to a lot of this stuff. I mean, it's probably dumb to say, but I mean... I'm out working with it every day, and, of course, I wash my hands. Uh, if anything, I'm probably more conscious of hygiene than just a normal person. I mean, I've gone into the restroom several times, like, after work. Um, if I'm going to sit down and eat, I'll wash my hands. And I'll see, I mean, out of the corner of my eye, somebody go use the bathroom, come out, and just walk right past me. I'm like, are you serious, man? Like, what the hell? It's like, I pump out septic tanks, and you're not even going to wash your hands? So it's It's crazy.
1: I'll bet I'll back you up a little bit because you know, as a mechanic, I mean, these hands never got clean. And
0: right. Like pristine clean, right? My
1: my 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 nemesis was that white bread sandwich because oh, yeah. you didn't, you never wanted to like re grip because when you re grip that sandwich, you saw your fingerprints on the on the last grip that you had. So you're just mm-hmm. like, you're like, I'm eating an oil sandwich, and you're like, I don't give a shit at this point. Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure Either I'm gonna die early, or I'm gonna have the most robust immune system ever.
0: Dude, I'm telling you, I feel like my immune system is like on steroids because I don't get I don't get sick. I mean, everybody that I know in the industry does not get sick. I mean, if if I ever see like a post or something, because we're we're in all these groups, if I see somebody in the industry get sick, I'm like really concerned because it, it's got to be something like life threatening. Yeah. Because we don't get sick. I mean, we're we're outdoors all day. I get plenty of vitamins. I mean, I I try and stay healthy myself just with my diet and exercise. But I mean, I'm working outside all day and taking in the sunlight, and I feel like that's helped me out health wise. So
1: was was this was this a good life change for me for you? I mean, you're one of the few people I've had on that have gone from a desk job to out in the field. Right. So is this you know and, and and not not every path or every whatever you you have every journey is um is for everybody but mm-hmm. for you was was it was it worth it or you, you sit there and go hey maybe the grass wasn't greener
0: <laughs> so i'll tell you man like when i first left um high school i was going to college and i was going to college full time and i was working at a truck wash so i've was, i've been doing manual labor since i was a kid so Eventually I left that and started working in an office and then just sitting at a desk all day, man, it's like, you're constantly being micromanaged by people and me, it's like, I was, I will always find a way to get the job done the fastest and most efficient. So it's like, I'm sitting there at a desk all day. I feel like I could have got all my work done in a few hours, but I'm still stuck there. Like kind of just trying to stay busy. Um, and then it caused a lot of back pain sitting at a desk all day. It's like, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. But to me, it was like, I'd rather be outside on my feet all day than sitting down because it just doesn't feel natural. So I had like really severe back pain and then that got fixed from working outside.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done, I've done both and, and some are, it's, it's crazy because, you know, now my aches and pains from my knees and my feet right. and my back from, from, climbing in and out of trucks and Mm. and doing all the stuff are gone but on the flip side i mean supposedly a desk job is the new smoking so it's like oh okay (laughs) I, i read a few articles okay and so i mean that worries me because yeah for for eight hours you're sitting there you know grinding away doing your job and then you realize you haven't gotten up you haven't walked um you know so it it, there is a lot of pros and cons of things. You know, a lot of people in the trades or a lot of parents that were in the trades that were talking to their sons and daughters were like, you know, you're going to have back issues, you're going to have shoulder issues, you're going to be hurt, you know, arthritis, I, I mean, hands and all that stuff. But then on the flip side, like we go from one extreme to the other to where right. now you're you're immobile for eight to 12 hours a day, right? And then you get up and... Now you have high blood pressure, you know, risk of diabetes and what have you. So it's it's almost like we need to meld the two. It's a, a little bit of a break and a little bit of work and a little bit of a break. I, I don't know. I don't know what, the, what the, uh, the happy medium is there, but it's kind of right. interesting. Somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I work a very physical job. I'm constantly having to dig, drag hoses, and then, of course, I'm sitting down driving from job to job. Um, but I still, I try and make time the best I can to kind of stretch and do exercise outside of work. Um, just because I understand it's a very physical job and it's probably going to really have an impact on my body. So I want to, I want to keep this solid as I can for as long as I can and not really try and stress it too hard. Just keep it really strong. All right, last technical
1: question. Okay. Has there been a job that's grossed you out, or are you immune to them
0: all? <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Like, so, just like,
1: just like. Yeah, I got get you, yeah, on I the got job you.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, you you know, I always say it smells like money, because uh, usually the worse it smells, like, the more we're getting paid. So, like, grease, we do a lot of grease traps, and that smells yeah. terrible. Way worse than humid, human waste, believe it or not. Restaurant grease traps, they smell terrible so um rvs the tanks on the rvs those are the number one worst smelling things so we had this particular job i'm not going to mention any names or locations so we get a call this home i mean (laughs) this property owner says hey i've got an rv it's backing up on me i don't know what's going on so we showed up and this guy had been living in this rv and he'd been dumping that tank into storage tanks for several years. You can imagine one guy living alone, several storage tanks of this stuff sitting out in the sun, contained, no oxygen coming into these tanks. So we are we're set to pump all of them. So I got the vacuum running and I pop open the lid to the first storage tank he had. And I'm telling you, like, that was the first time I had ever dry heaved. And I felt like I was about to puke. Like... It never happens. I mean, septic tanks, grease traps, all day. But these RV storage tanks—they've been sitting out. I mean, I'm I'm still scarred. Like I I'm only getting sick just thinking about it. <laughs> like that—that's how much of an impact it had on me. I had uh, um,
1: just just to make you feel better, my yep. worst story, my worst smell as an auto mechanic uh-huh. was an RV. I'm telling we, you, dude.
0: Oh, I don't know a, what it is.
1: Yeah, but mine, mine was, mine was a little bit different. We had, okay. we had one come in on a wrecker. Yep. Um Supposedly they were on base. We had an air force base near us, so um, it was a, a big to do because uh, because the wife was upset and everything. So we had police there and all this stuff. It, I, I don't know what happened with that side of things, mm-hmm. but my boss said, "Fix the brakes, and and we'll get it the hell out of here."
0: Right.
1: So. I had to get into it on the street, and drive it into my bay. I got into the, th- I opened up the door, and I instantly started throwing up, throwing up in oh. the parking lot. <laughs> it was a the the whole place. I, I have video of it somewhere, but it was it was a hoarder's
0: RV. Oh no! Was,
1: I mean, there was eggshells on the ground, oh. and there was it was just like, and I don't I. Still to this day, it, I, it baffles me why I even did what I did. But I went, I went right. back. I grabbed a Tyvek suit and I grabbed the respirator and I drove it. I did the did the whole thing, and then they wanted uh, us to deliver it. And I'm uh, like, I'm not fucking delivering this suit. Yeah. I go, I go. Not to mention, you want me to drive it through the gate. I go on a, on an air force base. I go, I go. I don't care. The minute I roll down that window and say. I'm here. Like they're gonna think this is like some sort of terrorist activity. I'm yeah. Like, oh my god. I mean, it was something from it was something from like a Walter White meth video. It was it was awful. I never, and it was it was the funniest thing because the, you know how it is in the trades. It's like right. It's like guys are like, you won't do it, and I'm like, I'll do it, and and you're like throwing up as you're trying to get into the truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it
0: was Gosh. it was
1: awful. It was the worst thing I've ever been a part of. But we got it done. I mean, we get it done. Always. Yeah, we you, always got, you got
0: to. You can't give up. <laughs> no,
1: you can't give up. And then now you got that badge. Now you now you got that story. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, all right. Outside of work, what do you like to do?
0: So, uh, believe it or not, I like to play Pokemon Go. Me and my girl. That's what I like to do in my free time. Um I, my free time is kind of taken up a lot by just like making videos now, because I mean, I'm, I'm working my full-time job. Yep. I'm trying to grow the company and then I'm doing the, the whole social media video editing thing right after. So it's like, I'll work a full day and then edit right after that. And then try and live my life <laughs> as yeah, as but, much of so, it as I can.
1: So your job is, is now f- correct me if I'm being naive here. Cause I, I have a couple of kids, um, I, I, I'm not huge in the Pokemon, but I'm right. trying it. Is, is your job, like, suitable for Pokemon Go? Isn't it like you're supposed to catch things in all different areas of yeah. your area?
0: Yeah, so uh, what's cool about it is I have an auto catcher. So, I mean, I everybody always clowns me because I have an Apple Watch on the job. It's like, dude, take that watch off while you're working with that.
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: I, I take calls and stuff when, when I'm out in the field. I, I try to be as hands-free as possible. Yeah. But the whole thing is movement. So like Pokemon Go, it's like trying to get people to be active. So you actually benefit from walking a lot. So on average, I probably walk like seven miles a day with my job. So that really helps out in the game. And then afterwards, of course, I'm trying to be as active as possible. So we're just out walking the parks and stuff. And it kind of, of
1: Pokemon did, out in back, people's backyards, right?
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> we, we mainly try to stay in public areas. Uh, we, we travel a lot too, and I mean, the cool thing about this industry is, I mean, everybody is keeping up with me, and they're like, if you're ever in this area, hit me up. So, I mean, I've met septic pumpers and installers from Washington, Tucson. Anytime I'm passing through the area, they're like, come on, oh, man, sure. like let's ha- let's have a drink, let's grab some food. So, I mean, it's. It's just really cool, man. It's like I I like traveling and meeting up with all these people because I'm one to like where I always wanna learn more. So even though we may not be in the same terrain or I can always take something from them and learn and put it to use in my day-to-day job. Awesome, awesome. So we're at the end of the show.
1: If anybody dares to wanna join the pumping society, the brethren (laughs) of of pumpers out there um where can they reach you where can they uh, you know we talked about your instagram handle which is poor pumper society but if they wanted to know more and they were genuinely genuinely interested in it uh in a career in your field um how could they get a hold of you ask you questions um and anything else you want to plug
0: so facebook is poor pumper society as well tiktok they banned my first account so i'm on my second account yeah Uh, And the crazy thing I will tell you, which really pissed me off, is they shared, they they made a compilation of all my most viral TikTok videos and shared it on their personal, the official TikTok Facebook page, okay? And then they banned me right after that. With no explanation, they just took down my account. So like, okay, whatever. Gotta get
1: rid of the competition.
0: Uh, I don't know what happened, (laughs) man. But uh, yeah, it's Poor Pumper Society 2 on TikTok, and then I've got a YouTube channel, it's Poor Pumper Society And then just comment. I go through my comments as best I can. I try to make videos uh, to answer questions. But if you really want to get in this industry, just look in your area. I mean, people don't realize that this is actually a necessity in society. They think that everything just disappears when you flush the toilet. That's not the case. I, I can tell you here in Texas from 2021 to 2022, we saw a 1 million increase in septic systems. So you gotta imagine that there there's a lot of business to and a lot of money to be made in this industry right now. So if you're really serious about getting into it, contact your county, see what licenses you need, where you can dispose of it, and just just start asking around. I mean, that's the best thing I can tell you. Is uh, my dad didn't know anything when he first started. He was just asking questions, and if uh, if you're not afraid to get out and ask. People in this industry are more than willing to help you out. That's one thing I will say about this industry is that they're some of the best people. I mean, they don't see you as competition wanting to shut you out. They want to help because I mean, there's more than enough work to go around.
1: Awesome, awesome. So your sign off is smells like
0: money. Smells like money. Hell yeah. And as a
1: special thanks to our loyal listeners, we're giving $10 off your next purchase of $60 or more at BruntWorkwear.com. Use discount code BucketTalk10. That's BucketTalk10.